friends, welcome to the Sunday Sermon segment of We Need God. Please listen as Father Carrozza offers his homily for today, which was recorded live in St. Anne's Parish. Back in August, I received a phone call asking me to come and visit a woman that I've known since I was a seminarian for over 30 years now, and she's been following me throughout my ministry as a priest. But she was in the hospital, she's in her 90s, and she was dying. And she asked me to come and see her, which I knew would be our final meeting on this earth. And I sat with her and had a wonderful and heartwarming conversation. She was always a woman of great faith. She followed the Lord, she was faithful to him, she was a joyful woman, she had done everything well. And she said to me, well, she goes, I know I'm going home to the Lord now. She says, and while I'd love to stay a little bit longer and play play with my great-grandchildren a bit, she says, nevertheless, I'm happy to know that I'm finally going to be face-to-face with Jesus. I'm going to see our Lord face-to-face. And when she passed away, I'm sure that's exactly what happened, that she saw the Lord face-to-face. She had such a wonderful gift to give at the end of her life that she was not afraid to die, that she knew she was going home to be with the Lord. And I thought of her in listening to our second reading today from St. Paul to Timothy, those of you who were able to understand Italian and the uh, second reading that we heard today. But Paul is now an old man, and he's writing to Timothy, one of his disciples. In fact, he had made him the bishop of uh, the island of Crete. And he's telling him to keep the faith, and he's, he knows he's about to go to Rome where he will be martyred. We know St. Paul was beheaded in Rome. And he tells uh, Timothy in this whole letter encouraging him, he says, As for me, I have fought the good fight, I have run the race, I have kept the faith, and now a merited crown awaits me. And what a peace that must have been for St. Paul to be able to say, I know I'm going home now to be with the Lord because I fought the good fight of faith. I served him well. He was not sinless. In fact, he was the first one to condemn himself for the sins he committed. He writes repeatedly about how he, in the beginning, when the faith first began, he did not believe, and he was persecuting the followers of Jesus. Even before we were called Christians, he was putting them in prison until the day came that the Lord miraculously converted him to the faith. So he says, I am the least to deserve the name of apostle, but through the grace of God, that's who I am. And he talks frequently about everything he had to suffer in order to preach the name of Jesus. And he said, what does it matter? All that matters to me is that Christ be preached to as many people as possible. And he lived a single-minded, devoted life that Christ be preached no matter what it cost him. And of course, at the end of his life, he was able to enter into God's kingdom. And today, of course, he is one of our great saints and one of our founders of the Church of Rome. He's one of the patrons of the city of Rome. And that is a piece that St. Paul had, that my friend had, that I would wish on everyone, that I would hope that every single one of us, when we stand before the Lord, will be able to honestly say, or at the end of our life, I have fought the good fight, I have run the race, I have kept the faith, and now a crown of glory awaits me in heaven. Some of us here today maybe are a little closer to that day. Maybe we know we're a little advanced in years. And some people have maybe the privilege sometimes of knowing that their years are limited. And maybe even people who have had some sort of a medical diagnosis they, that they know that their time here left on this earth is not that long. And if that's anyone who's here today, ask yourself in all honesty before the Lord, Are you able to say to him, I have fought the good fight, 
I have run the race. I have kept the faith. If you can say that in all honesty and all truth before the Lord, then your faith throughout your life has given you a wonderful comfort at this moment that we don't have to be afraid of what will happen when we stand before the Lord in judgment, as we all indeed must do. And if you say to yourself, you know what? I haven't been as faithful as I really should be. I've wasted a lot of years. Well, the good news is it's never too late. There's always more time. And the Lord has given us, even if we don't seem to have a lot of time left, yet alone, whatever time we have, we can still turn to him and say, Lord, help me to make the best of the time yet before me. And some who are here today have many years before us, our young people who are here today, teenagers, our altar servers, and many others who are present. No, you have hopefully many more years before that happens. What kind of life do you want to live? If you live a life totally devoted to Christ, then I can promise you that when ultimately the day comes that you know you're towards the end of your life, you will be able to say, I have fought the good fight, I have run the race, I have kept the faith. And that will bring you tremendous peace on that day. And not only that, but every day in between throughout our entire lives, we will know that we are doing the Lord's will, and that will give you a peace to strengthen you even at the most difficult of times, just as indeed St. Paul did. And in the beginning of that reading, we, we hear Paul say, I am already being poured out like a libation. What is a libation? Well, we sometimes still use that word. It's a little bit of an archaic English word today. But in Paul's time, it would have been something very well known. In pagan Rome, during their worship, they would have celebrations and feasts in honor of the different gods. They would take a cup of wine, the last cup of wine, and at the end of the feast, instead of drinking it, they would pour it on the ground as an offering to the gods, as a way of saying thank you to the gods for giving them all of the fruits that they had that they could share with this feast and all the blessings they believed the gods had given them. And this was also their way of letting the gods share in their feast. And Paul uses that image very well known to them to tell the people, I have already been poured out as a libation. Not only his death in Rome that was impending, that indeed at the very end Paul would be poured out as a libation, his blood would pour into the dirt just like the pagans would pour a cup of wine, but each and every day of his life he gave his life totally and completely to Christ. He poured himself out completely to him as a total and complete offering to Christ. And because he did that, He was at that moment then able to have the peace of which he could write to Timothy, reminding him that God is with me, that I now will enter his kingdom because that's what the Lord wants for each and every one of us. St. Angelo of Acre was another who would certainly have known that in his life. As a young man, he became very enamored of the story of St. Francis and everything he saw Francis doing and decided to become a Franciscan. And Francis of Assisi, taught us to be mirrors of Christ. And that's exactly what he was. He tried more than anyone else, perhaps among all the saints, to be Christ present in the world, to pour out his life totally and completely, to serve Christ in whatever way the Lord asked him to do. And Angela wanted to do the same thing. It wasn't easy for him. In fact, three times he entered a Franciscan convent monastery, but then was told he had to leave. He couldn't make it. Finally, the third time, he prayed fervently before the Lord and asked him to strengthen him, and he did. 
but he also had to suffer other things. You know how sometimes in our own world, some people will complain about priests when they're preaching. They say, well, Father may be a nice guy, but everything he's saying, it's all up there in the clouds. You know, it all seems to be he's talking about high theological things, and it's not something that I can grasp into, that you need a, a degree from the seminary in order to understand what he's saying. And sometimes priests today will do that. St. Angelo, it was the opposite. People were complaining. They laughed at him. They mocked him because of the simplicity of the language he used, that he talked to people like he was talking to the very poor, the very illiterate and uneducated people, which in his day was considered something you just don't do. They mocked him until eventually at one mass where they were making fun of him and some man in the back who was mocking him Angelo told everybody there to pray for a soul who was about to be struck dead and meet God. And sure enough, the one man who was mocking him the most was struck down dead in the back of the church. And at that moment, they realized, oops, we've just been mocking a saint. And from that time on, they started to appreciate the great gift of the man in his presence, in their presence. But Angelo served the Lord faithfully and was known to be able to read people's hearts, to lead them to the Lord. And he had a total gift or ability to be able to give himself completely to Christ. And right after he died, people started reporting miracles uh, by his intercession. And ultimately, he was beatified and two years ago canonized by Pope Francis. And he is a wonderful reminder to us today of how to give ourselves completely to the Lord. All of us have a different way to do it. We don't have to become Franciscan priests to do that. We don't have to all become religious missionaries going out into the world or anything like that. Maybe some of the young people here, our young single men, might discover the Lord is calling them to the priesthood. But that's certainly not the calling for all of us, especially those who are already married and settled in your vocation. In whatever it is that God asks you to do with your life, no matter how it is, whether it's your physical vocation by which you make your life or the the life that you live for your family, your own personal call to holiness, how you try to witness to Christ in your family, in the workplace, in school, wherever it is that you go each and every day. Ask the Lord to help you to truly be a mirror to Christ, to be the means by which he can reach as many people as possible as St. Paul so ardently strove to do each and every day and as St. Angelo did. Maybe we'll be able to say of ourselves at the end of our lives, if we were talking to somebody else, Let's hope to live the life, shall we say, that we can do that, that when we are at the end of our life and somebody asks us and says they may be amazed at the life we live and say, gee, how do you feel now that you know you're ready to leave and go to see the Lord? Maybe with St. Paul we can say, my life has already been poured out like a libation. My entire life has been a gift to God and I have tried to serve him faithfully each and every day and I have fought the fight, I have run the faith, uh, the, the race, I have kept the faith, and now a merited crown awaits me in heaven, the crown that Christ prepared for me on the day of my baptism. Sia lodato, Gesù Cristo. Thank you for listening to this week's homily by Father Carosa. If you enjoyed this homily, please pass the word on to your friends and invite them to listen. For more materials from Father Carosa, please visit www.fathercarosa.com.